When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? It is Monday, December the 12th, 2011. This is episode number 51 of Brave the Wild, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for joining us, as always. Do appreciate it also very much. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Paladino, whatever you want to call me. Joey Awajin, of course, is my full real name. Um, great to be back. It's been a while for Brave the Wild, and I do apologize. I mean, this is the kind of season you probably want to get some Brave the Wild shows available. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I apologize for that. The busy schedule and long cleanups in November and all that. But, well, ladies and gentlemen, to play, put it simple, we have the best team in the National Hockey League. That's right. That's something we can never really say. As North Star fans, for all those years, the 26 years the North Stars were here, and for the last 10 years the Wild were here, you couldn't really come up to the the microphone or in front of the television camera and just flat out say, we have the best team in the league. Well, (laughs) right now, I don't know necessarily how they're doing it, but the Wild are the best team in the National Hockey League, folks. The best. And it is remarkable. It is remarkable. I mean, we're going to talk about the best team in, in the NHL today. Of course, December the 12th, as mentioned. I mean, this is a very happy time for Minnesota Wild fans and hockey fans in this state. Not only are the Minnesota Wild clearing away the number one team in the NHL right now with 43 points. The number two team is Philadelphia with 39. Actually, now Chicago with 40. Um, Minnesota atop the Western Conference in the whole league. And they've been atop the league for, oh, about two weeks now. Two, three weeks they had a little miniature dive there with a couple of losses. Get to that here in a second, but this has just been a remarkable season. It has just it has been so fun, and I, I can't even put into words how much I've enjoyed this. <laughs> so far, the Wild uh, perfect in December. What are we five and zero? We've won seven games in a row. We've had multiple like long sustained winning streaks. We're winning on the road. We're just we're doing it all this year, and it's unbelievable. Really, the most frustrating. Well, there's two two game losses 
that occurred, two, two, excuse me, two game losing streaks that occurred in, in November. Other than that, it was flat out wins. That's all it was, wins. Uh, you had San Jose and LA, California curse. That's right, the California curse, even this season, while losing Thursday, November the 10th, and November the 12th on Saturday, 2-5 to five to LA. That was the low point of the season, you could argue. Uh, losing 5-2 to two in Edmonton was a pretty low point as well on Friday. Uh, it came to a screeching halt, or was it 13 game win streak against Edmonton. Yeah, that was a that was a home game too. Wild never lose to Edmonton at home. Well, they did that day, and uh, yeah, it came to a screeching halt. Nicholas Backstrom not in goal in that particular night either. Backstrom has been perfect against Edmonton at home, and then the Wild lose five to two again in Calgary, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. But since then, it's been nothing but wins. You got Tampa Bay and Edmonton games like that. Wild got revenge against Edmonton in Edmonton. That was an epic game able to catch that. That was a lot of fun. I was able to catch that coming home. Um, you know, that's what, that's what I kind of like about the Northwest uh, Division, which is going to be no more eventually. We're going to get into a little bit about the uh, the realignment. I mean, it's like, going to be the Wild in general today. Mike Yo, of course, we're going to talk about him. I'm going to I'm going to have some I'm going to have a lot to say about Mike Yo today, who has just been remarkable for this club. <laughs> This has been a remarkable season. There's nothing you can say about it. I mean, <laughs> the Wild are right now 27. There's nothing more you can say. 27 and three, 27 and three, folks. Unbelievable. Not 27 and three. Not 27 wins. 20 wins, seven losses, and three overtime or shootout, whatever losses. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's just too many <laughs> numbers, right? Um, but we'll take it. <laughs> the goalies have been good. I mean, the goalies. Under this new coach, this new coach, Mike Yo, have just been unbelievable. The time Todd, Todd Richards' first season, the goaltending took a swan dive. It's like, what's up with Nicholas Backstrom? Josh Harding is below average. What the heck is up with him? Yeah, Josh Harding came back from injuries and such that year, was hurt off and on, and was pretty lame most of the time that Harding was playing. So he had a couple of good games. He finally beat Detroit in one of those games. I remember that that year. Finally beat Detroit after losing one to nothing every time we play Detroit. And Josh Harding was in that every single time. The Wild played Detroit with three different coaches, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but the Wild, under, what, under Mike Yo, Josh Harding has been insane. Nicholas Backstrom has been insane. And that's right, Matt Hackett has been insane in the two little games he's played. He's been crazy good. The Wild goaltending, uh, goals against average is 2.04 as a team. Nicholas Backstrom, 2.09. Harding, 2.14. And Hackett in, well, like a game and a half, you could say 1.01. Woo! This has been a ridiculous season. I, I just, <laughs> I'm sorry if it sounds like, like, if I sound like a broken record, but it's, I mean, I'm just blown away with how things have gone this year. And we've had injuries to key players like Merrick Zidlicky, Guillaume Latendres, he's been out with a concussion. He's only played 14 games so far this year. Uh, Scandella missed about four games, unfortunately, along the way. Uh, it's Cody Almond had, or yeah, Cody Almond had his usual training camp injuries coming in, <laughs> but he's playing now. Uh, he's actually on the wild right now because of these injuries to some of the key forwards on this club. Uh, Devin Setaguchi of late has been injured. Uh, statistically, you can't really say Devin Setaguchi has been spectacular, but he's been he's been all right. Um, so now, briefly, we're going to get to we're going to not briefly. I'm going to talk to him as long as I'm going to talk about him. Talk about him, uh, Mike Yo. Mike Yo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mike Yo is gold. 
gold, ladies and gentlemen. This coach is gold. Um, there are so many reasons why. No matter what he does, no matter what he does, whatever buttons he pushed, it seems to be the right buttons every single time. Uh, it's it's unexplained just how good Mike Yo is, his, how good his message has been to this team. You take Dennis, excuse me, <laughs> Devin Setaguchi off the first line, send him down to the second line. He plays dramatically better. You put you bring, <laughs> and the second line was leading the leading the team in scoring for the time being. You uh, bring Latandres up to the first line at one point. He was pretty darn good. His play actually got even better. The first line was sent a message at times, like get get better, and they got better. Guys like Danny Healy and Mika Koivu has have gotten dramatically better over the past few weeks. Pierre Marc Bouchard is having a huge season for somebody you know that we didn't really see for about two years. There, he has 18 points in 28 games. His passing is, is as ridiculous as ever. Uh, Koivu though has been called out by a lot of people, like saying you know this guy's not a franchise player, including myself. But hey, admittedly he has stepped it up, stepped it up remarkably of late. I still don't necessarily say he's a franchise player, but he's a franchise piece, as is Danny Heatley. Like, Heatley's not looking like a franchise player, really, but you know, his goal scoring has gone up. It had been pretty much non-existent for the longest time, but now he's starting to show signs here. Uh, he's a franchise piece as well. Kyle Brodziak having the, the year of his life. Articles written about him, about how on fire he is, and then he gets even more on fire after that. Jared Spurgeon playing out of his mind. He's leading the defenseman in scoring with 13 points in 30 games. He's on pace for a 30-plus point season. Jared Spurgeon, folks. Jared Spurgeon, huge. Uh, Matt Collin was big early. Kyle Brozniak and Matt Collin with identical type of seasons this year. Thus far, those guys are playing off the charts. Koivu, Collin, and Brozniak, three centers that are playing awesome hockey. It has been a lot of fun. You get a guy like Nick Johnson on this roster. Like, who the hell is Nick Johnson? Who the hell is he, right? The Wild bring him in. He played five games with the Pittsburgh Penguins in about a three-year span. He was a first-round pick, a high first-round pick that just didn't seem to pan out. Look at him now. Well, he's not kicking butt, necessarily, but he's got 12 points in 26 games. He is a factor, believe it or not, on this team. Third or fourth-line guy, but hey, he's been a factor the whole time. Scandella, I mean, everybody that talks about Marco Scandella is just like, wow, <laughs> Everybody that talks about him, it's like he's kind of like, you, they talk about him like he could be a franchise defenseman in the next year or two, and uh, hey, who am I to disagree? I mean, I, I see a lot of the same things from him. It it has been awesome what we're seeing out of Marco Scandella thus far this season. I mean, everybody in general is playing well. You bring up Casey Wellman to replace uh, uh, Devin Setaguchi. Gucci, I keep calling him Gucci, Devin Setaguchi. And he he is he was huge. He he, he had a, like a pretty much a point every game. Right now he has four points in six games, two goals, two assists. Just six games. Casey Wellman out of California <laughs> is a factor. He had Nate Prosser, who unfortunately had to be sent down. Uh, he was called up for uh, Greg Zanin's injury. Guys like that, you know, maybe Justin Falk not playing up to what what they necessarily want, but they still love him in general. Um, but yeah, Nate Prosser. Out of Elk River. Undrafted guy. Huge factor. Huge factor defensively. Also providing some assists, some power play points. Nate Prosser. Huge factor uh, to this team. And unfortunately they had to send him down because he was the most uh, flexible player 
of the defenseman. Uh, you don't want to move Greg Zanin right now. He's a valuable veteran, despite the fact you might think he's inferior to a guy like Nate Prosser. Uh, and you couldn't really, you, you had no, absolutely no reason to even think about sending down Jared Spurgeon. He's playing out of his mind. Guys like that. Uh, Falk, he, he was out of uh, send downs, I believe, or whatever the word is. Clayton Stoner is as well. You don't want to do that. Clayton Stoner, I believe, is on a one-way contract right now, so you can't send him down without waiving him. So they did not waive him wisely. Obviously, Clayton Stoner, I think, still a major factor for this club, though he only has one point so far in 23 games. But still, I don't think it's time to send him down. Then you have Mike Lindeen, who's finally on the roster. He's played seven games thus far. Finally healthy, Mike Lindeen. Healthy enough to play, we'll say. Um, it's like, yeah, you don't want to say there's like spectacular defensemen, though Marcus Scandella and Jared Spurgeon are beginning to make me wonder, do we? <laughs> Those guys have been fantastic. But at the same time, it's like there's so many good defensemen on this team. All, all of a sudden, because of the right moves and draft picks and all that stuff, you start to wonder, oh, well, who does get sent down? Shoot, like, what are we going to do now? It's one of those good problems to have. Like, you have enough good defensemen that it's like, doggone it, I don't want to send down one of these guys. Though they had to send Prosser down, unfortunately for him, down to the Houston Arrows. We're going to talk about them a little bit as well. He's kind of been up and down of late. Um, the Wild have had significant injuries, like I mentioned. The set of Gucci's, Latin dress, guys like that. Yet here we are still playing Zidlicky. There's another one. Here we are still playing uh, awesome. You know, Fiatman and Candela missed four games, but luckily he's been back. But no, it's just been, this has just been a fun, fun season. A team that responds to every challenge so far. Right now, Right now, man, I think the Wild could take just about anybody in a seven-game series. If the playoff were to start right now, I think they could take anybody in seven games the way they've been playing. <laughs> I I really do. I mean, when you look at their schedules, you don't see three losses anywhere close to each other, much less four. I mean, you have to lose four games to lose a series, right? So there aren't four games, four losses anywhere near each other on the schedule. Though that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like hang in there against Detroit or, or Vancouver or, or Dallas, or Chicago, in, you know, in crunch time in, in May, but meh, just maybe they will. Just maybe they will. I mean, if they continue to play anything like this, if they keep playing like this the rest of the year, who's to say? Who's to say this isn't a championship contender? And I, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I, I just can't. I just can't. And it's like, you, you know, the, the roster... You look at the players, and it's like, you know, yeah, a lot of these guys were probably better than the team was performing. You want to say that, but at the same time, the coach is unbelievable. Like I said, and like many other people have been saying, the guy knows exactly what buttons to push. I don't know how he just does it. He's just that good. Mike Yo is that good. He knows what buttons to push with these with, with every player on this roster. I don't know how he... I have no idea how he's done it, but it's just been unbelievable. You saw what the Houston Arrows did last year. They went to the Calder Cup Championship. They went to Game 7 in his first year as the coach of the, uh, the Houston Arrows. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It's remarkable. And Houston's having a pretty good year again this year, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But, um, man alive. It, <laughs> Mike, yo... Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it's it's a combination. It's balance. I mean, it's about time we got a coach in this on this team 
that brings that that that's about balance. You don't want to have a weakness. You just don't. You got to have that strong defense, but you also got to have the ability to put the puck in the net. The Wilds' defense is better than their offense, but <laughs> their offense is timely. And recently, they've been putting puck in the net a little bit more than than before. You know, you had two to one games, but you you know we did beat Vancouver five to one early in November. Uh, we've had a lot of two to one games, though three to zero, three to two type games. But, hey, you have those occasional four- and five-goal games for this club. I mean, the ability is absolutely there. And it's been there. I mean, we beat the New Jersey Devils 5-2, to 4-2, to two, Anaheim 5-3. to three. Shows we can still win games that are crazy. Uh, the 4th of December, that game was crazy. An eight-goal game, you know, when you combine the two teams, and we win, we win a shootout with, with Anaheim, literally a shootout in Anaheim. Then we go to San Jose and win. We go to L.A. The Wild never win in L.A., and they won last Thursday. That that was awesome. And most recently, they pretty much buried the Phoenix Coyotes, who finally scored a goal with two minutes left and Wild win 4-1. to one. <laughs> That's what kind of season it's been for this team. They went on the road, they went at home. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Okay, like the Wild come off a of victory, right? Friday night, the second, we beat the New Jersey Devils. Well, we got a four-game skid. We got a four-game... Uh, Four-game skid, excuse me. Four-game trip out west. Anaheim, San Jose, L.A., Phoenix. And you come back undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> undefeated, folks. That's sick. Now, yep, yeah, it's a five-game trip. It's tomorrow night, the 13th. The Wild take play host, or excuse me, the Wild are hosted by the Winnipeg Jets for the first time this year. That's right, the Winnipeg Jets, who are temporarily going to be an Eastern Conference team <laughs> just for one year. Soon going to be our division or conference, whatever the heck you want to call it, rival. The Wild play the Winnipeg Jets in, of course, Winnipeg, which is very close to Minnesota and North Dakota. We playing them tomorrow night. Who's to say the Wild aren't going to win that game? Winnipeg Jets don't scare me or anybody else. And then there's the big one. You could call it the game of the year. The two best teams in the Western Conference and in all of hockey. And yes, it's going to be. <laughs> Perfect timing, folks, for the Wild to return to a division or conference with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, it's a division, you could call it, really. It's going to be a division. They're calling it conferences right now, but it's i got to think they're going to call it a division eventually. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks. What a perfect time to get that rivalry started. Uh-huh. Perfect. Like We're going to have some real hockey in Minnesota again, folks. And I'm wearing a North Star shirt right now. And how perfect is it to have the Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks leading the Western Conference right now. And now you got the big game Wednesday night in XL Energy Center. Minnesota and Chicago. <laughs> Wild come out of that one with a win. You got to think their conference is going to go even higher. That confidence is going to soar. Then you got the current division rivals, which are going to be awesome next week after we play New York Islanders on Saturday. You're going to have Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. That is going to be a blast. Cal- Colorado, Nashville, Edmonton again. I mean, wow. <laughs> Who's to say the Wild aren't going to go out and win most of them? I'm not going to say all of them, but <laughs> you beat Chicago. Who knows how many games this team is going to win? I mean, who knows what kind of win streak this team is going to go on? We all know this is December. Stanley Cups are not won in December. They're not won in January, February, March, or April, or even May. But this team clearly to the to date has been playing some remarkable hockey, and I can't imagine a team with this coach with the way the buttons, the way he's able to push the buttons is going to go on a massive skid like they did under Todd Richards for two consecutive years. And like they even did on, at times under Jacques Lemaire. 
Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> Mike Yo is the real deal, folks. And I just, my, uh, I, it is an absolute pleasure to be covering this team, even though it's been sporadic, my coverage of the team by coming on the air here. And I do apologize for that. But to be following this team, covering it, reading about, debating, all that, it, it, it has been an absolute pleasure pleasure this year. Uh, the first three seasons under the Minnesota Wild, no playoff appearances, like I was talking about in episode number 50. And then I talked about at the end of episode 50, well, when, I, when Neil Natog Thiesing and I were uh, ending our part of the conversation and saying, well, who's going to be the eighth seed? Uh, I say the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> well, who was to say? <laughs> who's, who who would have thought they were going to be the number one seed? As of right now, they are. Will that continue? That's on the wild, but what a season. What a season it has been. What a remarkable season it's been. Thank you so much. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break. You know, I'm going I'm to get off general wild conversation and get into uh, realignment, and we're going to wrap up with the Houston Arrows roundup right after this. <laughs> back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 51, which is a reminder for iPod users and also the Microsoft Zune and other MP3 players. Thank you again for joining me here on Brave the Wild. Again, available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Do check out the uh, the Twitter and the Facebook pages. We'd appreciate it also very much. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild. And on Facebook, well, look up Brave the Wild, uh, you know, in the search bar. Look up Brave the Wild and Minnesota Wild. And uh, make sure you go to the one that says company, not the Facebook group. Go to the one that's a Facebook page, so company. Go to that and click uh, the join button, or, or not join, but click the like button on the page. And go ahead and post and comment on there. We would appreciate that very much. But also you can reach me, twitter.com forward slash brave the wild, as mentioned. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's get the move on here. Let's get a move on anyway. Um <laughs> Realignment, yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting deal. So yeah, they're doing right now what they call a four conference plan. Of course, there's going to be names. They're probably going to have geographical names, being the teams are kind of in geographical areas. But right now, they're going with conference A, conference B, conference C, and conference D. It's creative stuff. Holy crap! Holy crap, Batman! Um, yeah, that's good times, huh? So <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, Let's move on here. Conference A. Well, of course, Conference A, starting with the Anaheim Ducks. Wow. Oh, I just love those Anaheim Ducks, don't you? Yeah. Well, Anaheim Ducks, the Calgary Flames, Colorado, uh, Avalanche, Edmonton, Oilers, Los Angeles Kings, Phoenix Coyotes, soon to be the Quebec Nordiques, I'm sure, and they'll probably move to Conference C or D, but I digress. Uh, San Jose Shocks uh, and Vancouver Canucks. So uh, so our, all of our old rivals current rivals in the Northwest Division. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to miss that a little bit. I am. I, I kind of got used to the Northwest Division, and it kind of it kind of warmed up a little bit. I kind of got attached to it a little bit. 
Edmonton and, and Calgary and, and stuff like that. But at least we're going to bring Winnipeg into our division. So that's cool. I kind of always thought Winnipeg would replace us over in that Northwest division had they not done this radical realignment plan. Um, and I don't know why they're calling it conferences. I mean, what, are they going to have a super Western conference or what the hell? There's going to be the Campbell conference and the Wales conference. That'd be awesome. I think they should do that again. Make the Eastern Conference the Wales and the uh, the Western the Campbell. Let's get that thing going again. But Conference B, that's right, Conference B, that's the big one. All of our old rivals in the old Norris Division and the old Campbell Conference, Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets. Boy, we had a lot of old memories of them, huh? Not. Um, I think our new arch rival, if it isn't Chicago, it's the Dallas Stars. Yes. I don't think it's Vancouver anymore. I, I think that's kind of said and gone. About two or three years after that, um, you know, really just two years after that big playoff series with Vancouver, a lot of those players got split up and left. The coach was fired. They're not they're not our high tribal anymore. And there wasn't enough history between Minnesota and Vancouver to really call it a huge, massive rivalry. I think Chicago and Dallas, Detroit and St. Louis are the big ones. And they're all here, baby. So as mentioned, Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets, Dallas Stars are going to be in our division. Oh my, oh my. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Detroit Red Wings, Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators, St. Louis Blues, and Winnipeg Jets all will partake in Conference B. And that is going to be, there are going to be some budding rivalries there. Nashville, of course, the team that was formerly owned by current Wild owner Craig Leopold, who is, you know, probably the best owner in town. Probably. He's kind of the Mark Cuban, I think, of the uh, of the owners in this town without without acting like Mark Cuban. He brings the Mark Cuban fandom, and he, he seems to be on the generous side versus the Mark Cuban uh, antics that drive people crazy. So, Craig Leopold, you get, you get uh, quite frankly, Craig Leopold gets a gold star. Yep, that's something that I uh, used on used on Purple Mafia quite frankly, frequently uh, the gold star, it seems to be like every week I give somebody a gold star, and this week it goes to Craig Leopold, this, 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 well, this show depending on how often I do Brave the Wild, I hope to do it more often and I think I can, I think I can, I think I can <laughs> so here we go to Super Conference uh, um, now we switch Super Conferences, I'm going to call it that, because i got to hope they're going to I mean, how are you going to do the playoff bracket? You can't just do it with four conferences. That doesn't make sense. Like, it just doesn't. I, I'm i sorry, but I don't want, like, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Carolina Hurricanes in the conference finals against each other. I want Blackhawks and, and Wild or Blackhawks and Anaheim or, or, you know, whatever. Excuse me, Wild and Anaheim. I don't want to use the Blackhawks over us in that. But, you know, I want the geographics to kind of fit together until you get to the championship. So then again, in the old days, it was all jumbled up. You had Toronto and Montreal in the Norris Division at one point in time. So it's a little weird. You even had Boston in our division, I think, at one point. So a little weird. That's how that rivalry was so big. But, yep, speaking of Boston, as we digress back to the topic at hand, Conference C, which is going to be some other name someday, Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, Florida Panthers, the improving Florida Panthers, who were the story in the Western Conference this year. In the east, it's or in the in the excuse me in the Eastern Conference. In the West, it's the Wild, uh, Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Toronto Maple Leafs will partake in Conference C. Conference D: Carolina Hurricanes, New Jersey Devils, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philadelphia. Excuse me, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh 
Penguins and the Washington Capitals will take place in Conference D. So there you go. There is your realignment. Um, I like it and I don't like it. I'm Right now I'm leaning towards I like it, I guess. 60% like it, 40% don't like it. I'm going to miss the Northwest Division a little bit. And being on a second shift guy, I kind of actually was one of the few Minnesota Wild fans that enjoyed the games being on a little bit later. So that's a little bit of a slight disappointment for me in some ways. But the rivalries from the past being renewed, that's good. Though, <laughs> this isn't Chris Chelios, uh, Dirk Graham, you know, uh, Ed Belfour, and guys like that anymore versus, you know, Basil McRae and, and Chris Dahlquist and, you know, Shane Churla. I mean, those those days are dead and gone, man. That's like 20 years ago. So it's going to be kind of hard to renew a rivalry like that until you get a little bit of stuff going on. But really, uh, luck has it in terms that the Wild and the Blackhawks right now are peaking at the same time. So that could get that rivalry back. It, it could. Um, the Wild are more kind of the Wild are kind of like what the Blackhawks were, and the Blackhawks are kind of like what the North Stars were in a way. Like we're kind of a little bit more rough and toughish, and the Blackhawks are more kind of like the precision scoring team that the North Stars kind of were back in the day. Though really, I think both the Wild and the Blackhawks in the old days were kind of like what the Wild are now, with the Bla- emphasis on the Blackhawks being even more of a badass type team. But um, whatever. <laughs> There's some similarities and a lot of differences. You know, it's a different time, different age. These players are about 15 to 20 years younger. <laughs> so you kind of have that going for you. Um, not all of them are 15 to 20 years younger, but a lot of them are. A lot of the main young guys are. So, you, you know, you got that going for you. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see where the Phoenix Coyotes go. Are they going to be the Quebec Nordiques or the Quebec... Uh, uh, something or other, the Quebec Canadian Saints or something, I don't know, what a, <laughs> we'll find out what it is, so looking forward to it, seeing how that turns out, um, what the playoff bracket will be, I've heard no real explanation of it yet, for those of you that would, that could, for those of you maybe that do have more knowledge on that, give me a call, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, or don't be afraid to post on the Facebook page, again, remember, look up in the search bar, Minnesota Wild, uh, Minnesota Wild Show. Type that in and look up the one that says company and make sure it's, yeah, it's the Facebook page, not the group Facebook page and comment on there. It would be nice. Twitter account as well. You could tweet me on there too. Brave the Wild. Twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild. All right, so let's kind of quietly move into the uh, Houston Arrows uh, check-in. We're going to check in on the Houston Arrows like we like to do every show. Well, because the the prospects, we like to see how the prospects are doing. Um, Jeff Tafe <laughs> is one of the leading scorers. He's a current member of the Wild, believe it or not, and he has two points in two games. Jeff Tafe has been a factor, and we all remember who Jeff Tafe is. Well, those of us that care about Gopher hockey, and I'm one of them, they're also doing really good this year. So it's been a real uh, payoff for Minnesota Wild hockey fans. Yeah, it's been wonderful for Minnesota hockey fans. It's been a great season. Um, it really, really, really has. Wow. But yeah, Jeff Tafe, a member of the 2002 and 2003 National Champion Minnesota Gophers. Excuse me, just the 2002, not 2003. <laughs> but whatever. Member of the Wild, kind of up and down minor league guy. But he's playing with the Wild now and has two points. Good for him. Other than that, it's mostly career minor leaguers that are kind of leading the team in scoring right now. None of the major uh, uh, prospects are doing that spectacular uh, at this point in time. Cody Almond with ten with seven points in 
10 games. It's actually pretty efficient for a guy who's only played a few games. Drew Bagnall kind of in and out. Tyler Kuma, only four points in 27 games, though. He's more of a stay-at-home defenseman. Um, that's kind of a check-in on those guys, really, overall. Cody Allman has been doing good, but he is hurt all the time. Uh, he's on the wild now, and he's doing okay. That's the good news. He's actually doing okay right now. So there's <laughs> something to look forward to. Cody Allman really not looked on as a major prospect, I don't think, at this point in time, but he still could kind of become that, if that makes sense. He's got one point in five games, not seven games, one goal. So obviously he was looked on as a guy with some talent. He was a fifth-round guy, though, so it's like not in the in the draft. He wasn't necessarily looked on as a major prospect. 2007 draft overall all there. We'll see how that goes. 140th pick overall in that draft. Um, he's probably going to be an up-and-down guy. If he could stay healthy, though, maybe he could turn into something. Though, as of right now, that has not been the case. A lot of reasons, his injuries. Uh, Mike Lindine had a two-little two-game stint to kind of get things going. Matt Cassian ultimately has, uh, <clears throat> was ultimately put on waivers and then wind up on the Houston Oilers. Not really doing much. Only one goal in 14 games, and that's it. Uh, so... He's kind of a prospect, but not a very good one. He's a prospect that didn't really become much of anything, unfortunately. And Wilder kind of kind of semi-bored with him at this point, you could kind of tell. Um, really the prospect that kind of turned the most heads in Houston at this point in time. I mean, it seems like in Houston there's just not much going on ever with the major prospects. There really never is. Ever. <laughs> really? You know, the only times there really were was when there was the lockout, and you had Bouchard and Koivu pretty much kicking butt over there in Houston. And, you know, Bouchard had played a few games at the Wild, but not many. Koivu had not played a game with the Wild yet, but those guys, but they were on the Houston Oilers to develop and get better. That was a good thing. Like, during the lockout, like, that was wise to send those guys to the, the Oilers so they could get some valuable playing time in a, in a canceled season, and they did well. But that was really the most exciting year for the Houston Arrows. Heck, I remember them coming to town that year and playing a game, and I was at it. That was really fun, and then they won. We, we got to see those young guys perform and, you know, Axel Energy Center, a lot of them for the first time. That was fun. But no, <laughs> to get to the point, ultimately, which took way too long, Matt Hackett is the guy that's been turning uh, head, the most heads in uh, Houston. But now he's a member of the Wild. So <laughs> there you go. 9-3, and three, though, with a 2.11 goals against average. Pretty similar to, uh, <laughs> eerily similar to Josh Harding and Nicholas Backstrom thus far for the Minnesota Wild. It has been a very fun run for... Matt Hackett. Matt Hackett is going to be one of the goalies of the future. Will he be teamed up with Josh Harding? Will he be the number one guy? Will he be teamed up with Nicholas Backstrom? Will the Wild trade one of the goalies? Well, guess what? Uh, Craig Leopold on on Paul Allen last week pretty much said that's not going to happen. You know, that was on last Friday. Pretty much not going to happen. You can never have too many goalies, especially during that great successful season with the Wild when he wasn't the owner yet, of course. Uh, Leopold, that is. Uh, the Wild went on that big playoff run because, well, when one goalie's hot and and then he cools off, you can bring in the other one and then he's hot and you have a back-to-back combination, you can go a long way even with an underdog team, which that Minnesota Wild did team did until they hit a wall with another goalie named Chris Jaguer who had a four-game stretch of his life and then got shelled and never was the same goalie again. Got shelled in the Stanley Cup Finals, never was the same again. That uh, was frustrating for the Wild to not, uh, yeah... <laughs> 
get past that stupid team, though. They may not have, though, beating New Jersey would have been almost impossible, I think, even though Lemire knew that team well. I don't know. <laughs> it would have been fun to be in the finals, though, wouldn't it? Um, but no, now we have three goalies that are very good. Uh, clearly, Matt Hackett is going to be an NHL goalie, according to a lot of people. He'd been highly touted coming in, not necessarily to be the next superstar goalie, but a very good goalie. Josh Harding has really, 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 really emerged this year, and Nicholas Backstrom has a lot of pedigree now. He's He's been one of the best goalies in the league for the past five years or so, and there's no doubt about that. So... I don't think we're I don't think we're going to trade one of the goalies, but then again, the last time, <laughs> the last time, Craig Leopold went on the air and said we're not going to trade a guy. His name was Brent Burns, and within was it hours, Brent Burns was traded. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. As of right now, of course, Brent Burns has not been traded. So or Brent Burns, well, no other goalies have been traded. So it's been more than a few hours in that case. We'll see how that turns out, though. Yes, we will. <laughs> I don't anticipate the Wild making a major trade unless it is for a guy by the name of Zach Parise, who will be on the Wild's radar coming into the offseason, according to pretty much anybody who knows hockey in this state and uh, sources uh, on and off the record all over the place say that, yeah, that's pretty much the Wild's number one target going into free agency. Now we'll see what's going to happen, and all indications are Zach Parise will not uh, ink an extension in New Jersey, and that could mean he could be coming here. He built a house in, in the Twin Cities not too long ago. That doesn't necessarily mean he's coming here. It means he liked it here, though. And, uh, well, it does raise the possibility. So until then, we'll just have to wait and see. You add Zach Parise to this mix and to the uh, the future prospects coming in, the Zuckers, the uh, <laughs> just all, all, all these big-time players that are coming in, uh, Michael Granlin, Phillips, Coyle, <laughs> Hey, if those guys can pan out, oh my God, does this team have a chance to be something? Oh my God. <laughs> we're, until then, we're going to have to just wait and see, though. Of course, we're, we're going to be back before next season. We're going to try to be back as much as I can, or I will try to be back. I keep there's a, a, a duo here, though I do would not be surprised. Uh, don't don't be too surprised if Neil Nate Dog Thiesing does return to the airways with me, especially. If and when the playoffs, uh, if and when the Wild go on a playoff run, come April, May, and even June, ultimately we hope. Uh, I would like to have Neil Nate Dog Thiesing on here to talk some playoff hockey. I would like to have him on here to talk some regular season hockey. Perhaps the next show, maybe within a week, maybe within two weeks. Uh, I hope I, I hope to be on here as often as I can. Maybe once a week. I would like that if I could get to a once a week thing, or once every other week. Maybe once a week. Sometimes once every other week. It would be nice and have more of a, a kind of a detailed show in that sense. But as of right now, I'm enjoying this season. And uh, I've had a lot of fun doing this show today. And I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening. It, it has been a, it, this has been a really wonderful ride so far for the Minnesota Wild. And quite frankly, knock on wood, I hope it never ends. I hope this is the start of something very, very special for a very long time for Minnesota Wild and Minnesota hockey fans out there. Dover Hockey included. <laughs> I, I really hope so. And um, right now, all indications are this team is on the verge of being good for a long time. And uh, they're better than we thought, earlier than we thought. Much earlier than we thought. And much better than we thought. <laughs> this has just been awesome. It really has. So thanks again, Mike Yo, Craig Leopold, and uh, Chuck Fletcher. Things are looking 
on the up and up. So until uh, until next time, we're going to sign off from Brave the Wild. But before that, going to mention the contact details one more time. Uh, not the Facebook or Twitter. I already talked about them enough, so I'm not going to overexpose that. Uh, the sportsstuff.com does have a message for us. We'd like you to join that if you could. Simply go to the website, the sportsstuff.com, then click the button that says TSS Boards, then click register, sign up for your screen name, and get in there and try to pump up those hockey boards on there. Talk about the wild, talk about whoever. Penguins, wild, Blackhawks, anybody. Doesn't matter. You're more than welcome to get on there. Calgary Flames fans, Oilers, whatever. You're more than welcome on there. Do join. And uh, there you go. Opine. Don't forget to call into the, the phone line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Brave of the Wild <laughs> because it is a voicemail, as mentioned. And uh, opine, question, comment, shout out, whatever. More than welcome to be on board. And uh, there you go. So until next time, we are going to bid adieu and go Minnesota Wild. Go Mike Yo. Go hockey. Go Minnesota Wild. Take care, everybody.